Hey y'all, welcome to Southern Bells. Hey y'all, it's Brittany and Beth. So we're glad that you could join in with us today to listen. Again, if you're interested, you can follow us on Facebook at Southern Bells Faith, Food, and Fitness. And we hope that you enjoy today's episode. Hey guys, so today we're back into Candace Cameron Bure's um, devotional, and mm-hmm. Beth's going to read for us. We're on day eight. Dare not to compare. Ooh. Um, <clears throat> yes. It comes from Glattons. Am I saying that right? Galatians. Galatians 6. Mm-hmm. Chapter 6, uh, verse 6, chapter 2, 2 through 3. And I have not had coffee this morning. Can you not tell? Um, <laughs> I can't get my words out. Carry each other's burdens, and in his way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. If anyone thinks they are something when they are not, they deceive themselves. Each one should test their own actions, and they can take pride in themselves alone without comparing themselves to someone else. For each one should carry their own load. Nevertheless, the one who receives instruction in the word should share all good things with their instructor. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please their flesh from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the spirit from the spirit will reap eternal life. Let us not become weary in doing for all that... For all at the prosper time, we will reap as a harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. Mm. How many times as Southern um, children growing up, did you hear that expression, you will reap what you sow? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Mm. It's funny how they'll... Um, parents growing up will pull these pull these little things out of the bible and use that as learning experiences for the future i had to do that yesterday okay so (laughs) my mom stopped here and i was in the midst of canning and cleaning and all that stuff and plus waiting on the vet to get here for the horse and and a little bit of everything well, she went home and told my dad that I was ill, like I was, I was cranky and this and that, uh-huh. whatever. Well, a lot going on. Well, what it amounted to was that I was correcting my children, and they have uh-huh. been in a fighting like episode the last week where they're they're fighting for attention, fighting for who gets to decide what they play. The you know just normal sibling spats. And I I just sent them both to their rooms to play separately. I'm like, y'all need to just separate. You need to go play something. You need to go play something. And I just made them leave the room because I was right. not agreeing. Well, that's what she made. She told my dad, like I was being um, cranky and this and that. So when I'm on the phone with my dad, I'm like, dad, listen, I am not being cranky correcting my children I'm like y'all just don't like it when I correct them and I said 
I don't want to hear it because we grew up no different. So right. what's the scripture say? Spare the rod, spoil the child. So if, if you yeah. think I'm being cranky, then I'm being cranky. And I'm like, you know, what you sow, you reap. And so it was just the same. <laughs> <laughs> so funny that we're reading about this today. <laughs> so as you can tell, in, in Southern communities, we're still using that expression. Yeah, and a lot it's of times scripture. these it's scripture <laughs> yeah and, but the funny thing is a lot of times I would hear it during like someone talking about a family member over the phone because you remember how we used to have landlines yeah. <clears throat> and like your mom would be on the phone talking to your aunt and I can I could just still hear it now well she did such and such and then da -da 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 -da, and then well, you know, she's going to reap what she sows. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My grandma used to always say, instead of saying that, she would always, I can still hear her saying this. You lay down with dogs, you're going to get, <laughs> get please. <laughs> <laughs> now, I don't, I'm not sure if that's, that's scripture in the Bible. It could be, I have no idea. <laughs> It could be an acronym or something for something that's in the Bible, but that's where some of these things come from that <laughs> as growing up Southern and more Southern Baptist, uh, we yeah. hear these expressions all the time. <laughs> and, but let's, let's dig a little bit deeper into actually what he's talking about here. <clears throat> so he goes even in, in, into speaking into what we, we reap, what we sow as a harvest. We sow in the seed every spring so we can reap what we sowed in, in the summer months in our garden. So that right there alone is just saying you put in the work, you're going to be rewarded. Okay, so let's, we always tend to do this. We tie in fitness sometimes with mm -hmm. you know, our gardening in our lives. Everything has a season. Right? right. There's a time to harvest. There's a time to plant. There's a time mm -hmm. to just wait. All mm -hmm. right. So did you know that the average plant takes 90 days from the time of planting to the time of reaping, like to, to, to reaping mm -hmm. what you said. So gathering right. up whatever right. you harvested 90 days, right? right. So how mm -hmm. many programs, right. do you know, are typically 90 day programs. Like there's, there's right. theories. There's, nice. but there's, well, no, don't say none because think about it. Think about the programs. Like, right. You got 90 P90X. That's uh, yeah. 90. No, that's 80 day obsession, not 90. Well, it's, that's still, quite there. It's quite it, there. Yeah, yeah. It's still there. Jericho's is a hundred. Oh, one of my favorites too. Yeah. You were right. Um, the, um, the 75 hard is 90. Is, is right. Right well, there. it's 75 days, I guess, but it's still right in that, that range of, it's definitely longer than 30 days, right? Right, yeah. So then how many times do you see those quick fixes? Like y'all, God's not a quick fix. Like there's not a two week plan or, you know, the easy thing about salvation is it's, it's, it's one one time you ask for forgiveness, yeah. you ask for God into your life. But then to reap the benefits of a Christian life is a lifetime. Yeah, you got to do the work and wait and, and, and keep keep ministering to others. Keep sowing in his seed into yeah. other people. Yeah. I love today's um, 
today's word. It's it's great. It's I mean, <laughs> how relevant is this one saying in most of our lives? You reap what you said. It's relevant to everything. Look what you did yesterday. All that canning came oh from your garden. Well, okay. So from here's the thing about that canning. Those peaches have been in my freezer for a year. I froze mm -hmm. them whole. We didn't have time to process them at the time that I picked them. So they've been in my freezer for a year. So what did I do? I thawed them out. I cooked them down and I made preserves out of them, which will mm -hmm. give me another year's worth of, of shelf life. Right. Yeah. So something I harvested a year ago will benefit me two years out. If not longer, depending on how often you eat them. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, how amazing, like, to really realize, like, what you can do if you're patient. What you can do if you're patient. Yeah. Wait upon the Lord. What's our that first question? a great one. Okay, our first question is going to be, how often do you compare yourself to others? How do you feel after you compare yourself to someone else? Mm. I'm going to let you go first. We do this almost daily. I do. Almost mm. daily. I guess about this. Like, I was, I was in the bed last night thinking after I'd went to bed. And, you know, it just came to my mind. And I was thinking about my daughters and what I had expected compared to what is reality is so <laughs> different. It's yeah. so different. Like I was going to be that Pinterest mom. I was going to keep the babies up and I was going to, you know, do all of the things, all the amazing pictures and, and stuff and not real life. Like they have baby books and they've been kept up to a certain point, but it's not always about what we see everyone else doing. Like how exactly. often... We look at social media. Social media makes this worse for today's well, society. I've said this before, like birthday parties now. I just said it a few weeks ago versus birthday yes, parties back then ever. Yeah, because you have to show my dog is being mean this morning. Um, you have to show off everything that you do when you can just have cake and ice cream and that's it. You have to make it a whole fiasco. And then um you've got all these, what are they called? Gender reveals. So yeah, yeah. Show off. I don't know. I don't, I don't agree with that. It all much, starts but I didn't social come from that. Right. Exactly. So I put, uh, I don't compare myself not so much now as I did in the past. I now see that I will have mm -hmm. what I will have in the future to live in the present. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Cool and see that's now. the thing I used to be awful about needing to find inspiration from someone else to help motivate me mm -hmm. but then like learning that our journey is just that it's right. our journey not God created us as individual beings we are not cookie cutter we are not <laughs> You, even you and I, as much alike as we are on our, you know, morals and values and our beliefs, we mm -hmm. are not the same. Like mm -mm. 
we're, we're not, we're not. and if you if you work in business which beth and i both you know operate in some level of business beth a little more so now than me but i do operate my own company you right. look at swat right anytime you're looking at a business plan you think about swat strengths weaknesses opportunities and threats why do we not do that in our own lives we should why do we not do that in our own well, yeah. you know what? Here's Our a thing for people to think about. Your life and your home and family, you should run your house like a business. Like, really, if you think about it. Yes. There's a CEO. It's normally the mom who's in charge of everything. There's yep. a CEO of yep. your house. You know, you you have to plan There's a financial. Schedule. There's a financial person, whether it be mm -hmm. the mom or the dad. There, I mean, if you're a single parent, or you're all of it. Business. You're the CFO, you're uh -huh. the everything. So if we're running our homes, yeah. if we're running a business, if we're running our homes like a business and we're running our lives on a schedule, we should be perfectly uh -huh. fine. There should be nothing uh -huh. that we can't accomplish if we stick to a schedule. Uh -huh. And I well, have been very diligent. Yeah, go ahead, finish your statement. The past couple of weeks, I have stayed on a strict schedule because I'm going to incorporate studying into my life. I'm starting to sprinkle it in every few days. So I, I have a goal I need to accomplish and not be a failure. And failure scares the crap out of me. I'm not going to lie. Which is good. <laughs> I know. That's, I mean, that's a motivator. But has um, your life not felt more balanced structured yes and yes and i've had more motivation Peaceful. and i've gotten more things accomplished yes so run yes, your exactly. run your life like a business run your homes like a business you will be surprised at what you can accomplish in many ways in saving saving money for one and in, yes. in your health and fitness for two the cleanliness of your home because that's going to be part of your schedule maintaining yeah, and cleaning your home <clears throat> your children you will act better your life to someone on social media or mm -hmm. to pinterest or television or you know whatever it your parents even right like if you yeah. stop comparing your circumstances your being to someone else and just focus on what works best for you, for your right. family unit and your well-being, then that's when you flourish. Like right. There's a there's a y'all know that I like TikTok, but I haven't been on TikTok very much because I've been changing my mindset, like mm -hmm. swapping things out that I was doing that I enjoy and changing it with more positive things to keep my mind focused and on track but there's this this little saying on tiktok where these people it's like if you can't afford to have what mr jones has because we're just going to say that because it's keeping up with yeah. the joneses you, you guys know that expression um <clears throat> if you can't afford something like that then take your stuff and repurpose it into new stuff with what's allowable so if you can't if you can't be this the person that you see that you want to be take what you have in the moment and make it that way 
today. Like change it up, change up what you have to give yourself what you want to have in the future. Live in that future Ah. lifestyle. Yeah. That's it. Take, I love that. I love it because people will take these old rundown trailers, like 1960 trailers, single wide trailers, and they will repurp, they will paint them, they will fix them up. They take something small that they can afford and they make it beautiful. Is While basically living what it within is. their means. Their means, exactly. I love it. I mean, the, the expression has some bad words in it and, and this right. and that, and I can't quote them verbatim, but basically what it means is you take what you have, what you can afford, what's in your realm, and you make it better within your means, and you be proud of what you have yeah. and show what you have off because you, that person is probably debt-free. I was listening to a um, podcast yesterday because y'all know like Beth and I are so big on personal development and just as she was saying, you know, filling yourself with positivity and, you know, allowing yourself to let new information in. And she was talking about how just that, like you Mm -hmm. have to be willing Mm -hmm. to accept your life where you're at expect that you can better yourself in the future but don't wait till everything's perfect to start living like how many times do we say don't wait well she yes yes she said like she can think back to a specific time in her life where she was in her head a single mom well she was a single mom and she had a toddler and she was going to college and um, she, she had gotten pregnant young out, not even out of high school. And the dad wanted nothing to do with her or the child. Um, so she was on her own and she was in this little studio apartment and she had one rocking chair. That was absolutely it. And she didn't want to invite anybody over until she had furniture and she didn't want, you know, she dreamed of all of these things she was going to do one day, one day. Mm-hmm. She was telling her aunt her plans for dinner parties and get togethers and, and things like that. And she said, her aunt just looked at her and she's like, my sweet child, you have so missed the mark. You Mm -hmm. have missed as brilliant as you are. She's like, don't anticipate anything in the future, live in the now. And she's like, you want to have friends over? She said, honey, invite your friends over. If they're friends, they're going to sit on the floor and you're going to have a grand time. She's like, they don't care if you have elegant furniture. And she said, if they do get them out of your circle now, because they're leeches. (laughs) (laughs) And she said, after that, she, she had a girl she was friends with at at school. She, she had been wanting to invite her over. So she finally did. And she said they had hot chocolate on her living room floor and the baby played in the, um, the rocking chair. And she said, she said 25 years later, they're still the best of friends. And she said, they still talk about that day when the best, um, best time that they had together was in that little one room apartment. And she's like, had I not listened to my aunt, she's like, I would have missed out on the opportunity to have a lifetime friend. 
my stepbrother <clears throat> had this great quote and my brother has it tattooed on his arm and it's it was on his Facebook and I'm just going back to his Facebook right now as we speak and it will be perfect to say this quote right now yeah I don't I don't see it on there anymore and that's sad but it was something like live life in the moment um that live life in the present that's why it's called the gift something like yeah, that something yeah. along those lines so yeah. I mean always live in the present have plans for the future but don't wait on those plans to come to fruition live like you're living that dream now yeah yeah because in in the book in the book that you suggested that I read uh, fear is my homeboy by the way I'm gonna have flamingo everything everywhere Mm-hmm. because of this book <clears throat> but in in the book she was saying how if you want something act like you already have it yeah if well, you want to make a million dollars in your mind you're already a millionaire you well, if there's something that you want if there's a job or a promotion you're already working it so well you yeah and how many it. times have you and I talked about this like if you if you're currently unemployed or searching for employment or oh you know, girl you gotta get up and get dressed like you going to work every day like you got that job. Yes. yes you got mm-hmm. to get yourself up out of bed don't be living around in your sweats or your workout clothes mm-hmm. or your yoga pants or your nightgown half the day you know right you get up at a set time just as if you've got that job just as right. if you already got that dream job, you set your schedule, you play it out. I don't right. care if you're getting up, putting your makeup on, doing your hair, just to be at home all day long. You're still getting that mindset ready for, hey, I'm I'm getting this job. Hey, yeah. I'm going to have this opportunity. Uh-huh. I need to be prepared. You're exactly right. Now, when I say act like you're a millionaire, that doesn't mean go out and spend money that you do not have. <laughs> just for clarification <laughs> yeah just for clarification don't go out and buy a Lamborghini just because you think you're a millionaire or what is the new thing now Tesla don't go out and buy a Tesla because you, you think you're a millionaire you live like you're a millionaire so you work like you're a millionaire that's what that means that's the, here's the thing y'all like I think a lot of times there's a misconception <clears throat> a misconception that millionaires have not worked their rear ends off to get where they're at. Y'all, the majority of that 500 club has every day. They're called everyday millionaires. They have everyday millionaires. They work for it. They work for it. Let's be honest, Beth, like us, we have likely within our households made a million dollars in our lifetime oh yeah I'm sure of it right exactly so we're millionaires and and the thing of it is is people oftentimes think well you have to be born into it or you inherit it or no friends the majority of them have worked worked when they've had nothing worked when they've had nothing with and that patient to build themselves up to that point mm-hmm. they've worked well, and they've saved and they they've not spent money on things they did not need 
they're not buying new cars every two years. They're keeping one car and until it's paid off, until it can't drive anymore. Those are the people who are the millionaires, the everyday millionaires, the hard workers who don't waste their money on unnecessary things that they do not need. I'm going to push that a step further. They don't not only not waste their money, they don't waste their time. Exactly. Time Time is is precious. Time is precious. Time is money. Time is valuable. Mm -hmm. And they, people that have those qualities recognize the importance of don't wait, y'all. Don't. So here, here's one, here's one thing I want to tell everyone. I just said this on Friday night at this little, you know what Scentsy is, right? Mm -hmm. So I had to go to this Scentsy party and um, looking at all these things, because once you get invited to these parties, you're obligated pretty much to buy because you're there supporting the hostess. That's a friend or a family member, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm looking at this, what I'm going to buy in my mind and thinking how many hours did I have to put in to be able to purchase this? Is it worth the time that I put in at my job to have this item? Is it worth it? I always taught my kids that I would give them an envelope when it was time for them to go back to school that had their back to school money in it to buy their clothes. And I would say to them, is that pair of shoes worth all the money in your envelope? Or would you like to have multiple items? Or when they started working, and I especially do it to Caitlin now. Caitlin, is that item worth you working five hours to get it? Mm-hmm. So you take what you get paid for your time when it's time for you to buy something, and you think, is it valuable enough for you to waste five or ten hours on something to have that particular thing? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, half the time it's not. And as I was adding my things up, I'm like, it's not that I didn't have the money to buy it, but my right. mindset has shifted yeah. <clears throat> because I have all these positive things around me. I'm, I've chose to put all these positive things in my life. My mindset shifted to where is this worth my time? Did I work to buy some smelly wax to make my house smell good? Or can I use my essential oils for that? That I already have at home or can you go to the dollar tree (laughs) now I did purchase don't get me wrong I bought some things from my office um and but I did purchase but I didn't purchase like I would have if I hadn't had that mindset of thinking is me buying this worth the time that it took for me to make it yeah right so I think about that I mean our time is precious when you're comparing yourself to others, if you want to dress like a certain person, I work in business and yeah. we have to dress a certain way and cl- business clothes are expensive. So what I'll do is I'll go on Pinterest and I'll find outfits that they post for business. And then I'll go to Shein yeah. and I'll try to duplicate it that way or try to duplicate it from some other way. Or I go to Goodwill and I find all these Anton dresses that people have donated and I buy them that way because I'm not spending $150 on a dress. I'm not going to, I can't feasibly do that. I can't do it. I don't even Mm -hmm. want to spend $2,000 on my daughter's wedding dress and we're not, Mm -hmm. I I can't, I can't do it. I just can't do it. I can't do it. (laughs) Do you know how long it would take to make (laughs) $2,000? It goes back to live within your means. 
live within your means, yeah. And if you want to be that everyday millionaire, make sure that you're living below your means because you need to save and not buy things every single day that you do not need that's wasting our time that we would have took to earn the money. Question number two. <laughs> we could go on and on about that one. How might carrying another person's burdens and doing good to all people help you avoid comparing yourself to others? I think we've covered it. I think we have. I put if I'm working alongside and helping others, I have nothing to compare myself to. Well, Beth and I are both, I think, humble people. We've, yes. We've been in different situations throughout our life that we've seen ups and we have definitely seen multiple lows. We also have compassion mm -hmm. and we also take pride in, in the life that, you know, was God has given us the struggles included because they mm -hmm. have us into being who we are. We also notice when someone is struggling and it's our duty to encourage and support them, whether that's yeah. a, a money donation or a prayer. Y'all, it's free. Mm -hmm. It's free. Mm -hmm. Prayers are free. Um, I feel like that's where that comes in. Yeah, I agree. And isn't it such an amazing thing that we're at a point in our life to where you would rather give your money to help someone out than buy the thing that you don't need? Mm -hmm. I would rather work four hours than to help, to help someone else to buy another thing that's going to pile up in my house. Mm -hmm. That's that is such a powerful mind shift. So I'm going to share this. Our neighbors, I God bless our neighbors. They, you know, sometimes you have good neighbors. Sometimes you have questionable neighbors. Like um, our, our one neighbor, you know, she and I have been friends for a good while and she's a vet and she's who helped us out. And we get our, our hay off of them for our horses. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they don't want to take the money when I offer it, but I'll either just slip it in the mail or, you know, do something else to help them. So mm -hmm. I help them out in a different way this time. And, um, their little guy is almost two and we had a little ride on like battery powered, um, dozer that mm -hmm. my dad had bought my youngest daughter for her birthday and she's outgrown it. So it's just sitting in our storage. And I'm like, I got it. I said, I'm going to give this <laughs> to our little buddy because this will make his day. And he's, yeah. had, he's the one that had slipped and hurt his ankle and hadn't been walking on it. Oh so, yeah. They were here yesterday and I'm like, I have something for you. So I pulled it out and the dad was like, that means more to me to see him yeah. light up the way he did than any money that you could have given us for that. Hey, he's like, that just, that, that is so worth it. He's like, we got the Aww. better deal, <laughs> but it's just like that. Like sometimes mm -hmm. you think outside of the realm of goods and services like it's not always you give I give you take I take it's you know well you know that's how it used to be back in the day yes you would barter you barter right you wasn't necessarily bartering because both of the sets of you guys are sounds like he's very humble they're very humble you guys are very humble 
you, you know, they were giving you a service because that's the neighborly thing to do. Mm-hmm. They're still living in that mentality. But now we, I see it so much and I see it within my family and it drives me insane. If something is not serving you a purpose, just like the little tractor thing, give it away. It's already served its purpose for you. Give it away because you never know (laughs) the joy that that can bring to someone else's life. Don't put a monetary value on the joy that you can give someone or for the clothes that a single mom needs for her child. Yes, Mm -hmm. I know you need to buy new clothes for your child, but if you're in better off shape than that person is, don't charge her. Give Mm -hmm. them away. Mm -hmm. Give them away. I, I'm I'm so like that. I'm like, it served its purpose. We got the money out of it that we needed it, and just, you know, bless someone else. Yeah, exactly. Question number three, how do you think comparing ourselves to others can lead to deception? I think we covered it. I, I think, think so too. I, you know, I, I, I'm just going to point this out because I was going to save this for another podcast, but this week I really thought about something. Okay. We talk about identity theft in the realm of cybersecurity, right? Right, right. But what is stealing your identity as a person? Think about that. Think about yeah. that. That's a good question because it happens daily. Like you want to be just like the influencer you watch, your favorite influencer. So you're going to dress like that person. You're going to drink what that person drinks because that's what they're there for. They're there to influence you to buy something. Basically all it is, or to live a certain way. But is that making you them or you? No, you will never be them. Nope. So they stole your identity. Right. They have stolen your identity. The spouse that belittles you and treats you as if you're incompetent steals your identity. The coworker, In a different way, yeah, you're right. The, the coworker that rubs things in your face, like when they get a promotion or they get a good deal or they get a good they um, they land a big promotion, whatever it might be. Oh. This could go two ways or the coworker who tries to sabotage you from thinking you can do more. Exactly. Or in your own home, the thought that your, your job is insignificant. Maybe you're a housewife. Maybe you are a, I love that my mama does this. My mama will tell people she's a domestic engineer. (laughs) I love that. And it's because if we simply say, I am a homemaker, automatically society is like, oh, so you mooch off your husband and that's all you do. You sit around and eat bonbons, watch TV all day. Like, no, y'all. Like the, the stigma behind a true homemaker needs to go away because right. as you said earlier, that's not one job. Mm-mm. That's multiple jobs. <clears throat> Right. And if you're in a position where I'll throw myself out there, for example, like I was, I thought that in my life, I thought I was going to be a professional, a medical professional. And that was what God had intended for me to do. My babies would go to a public school and then 
let's be honest, someone else would help take care of them. And I would have them in the evenings and in the mornings. And, and that was just what it would be. God had other plans. Like, I love that song. We make plans and God laughs because I'm a teacher. I'm a teacher. I am Mm -hmm. right now an elementary school teacher. I am also a mother. I'm also a financial advisor. I'm Mm -hmm. also a chauffeur. I am also a vet. I am also (laughs) like a farmer. Yeah. I mean, it's just, that's, that's my life. And is it someone else's life? No, but you know what? I got tired of someone telling me what my identity needed to be. Right. I needed to be me. Friends, don't let other people steal your identity. Ask yourself, who am I? What is my purpose? And am I living to support that goal am I living for Christ and what Christ wants me to do and just like Brittany said sometimes God has different plans for you because for me I was content on what I was doing and then God kept throwing this opportunity up in my face for over the past year and I finally was like I better listen and he knows more about what I need to be doing than myself so I finally submitted to God in this opportunity and hopefully I'm going to make him proud (laughs) well and just as we talked the other day friends like sometimes when we fail to do that submission things get in our pathway that cause Mm -hmm. chaos they cause detriment they cause us to be uncomfortable and not in a good way like sometimes you know that saying uh, you sometimes need pushed out of the boat in order to learn yeah. to swim. Well, right, right, if yeah. God is telling you to do something repeatedly and repeatedly, you quit listening. Like mm-hmm. he's going to force it on you eventually. Yeah. yeah, this is true. This is so very true. And um, I can't exactly say who said this quote, but I read it in an email this uh, a week or so ago, but I wrote the quote down because it was so amazing. And I need to look at it every day. And I did write the name of the person who said the quote, something king or heel. I don't know. But pressure is a privilege. So yeah. I have put, I have added all this extra pressure on myself because I, I, I took this opportunity that God kept telling me and asking me to take. And I just have to remember that this pressure is going to be a privilege because in the end, it's all going to be worth it. Yep. Amen. Prayer request. Bessie. Uh-huh. We still, still haven't had Miss Paisley. If she hasn't went by Wednesday, they're setting her induction date. Yeah. Um, so we're going to have the pizza in Charlotte today. That's why I can't record later. We're going to go eat the pizza in Charlotte. It's called the inducer at some pizza place. If you want to know more about it, message me. I can get you the details. So if it's time for your child to come and... This pizza is supposed to make you come, make the baby come. It's supposed to induce your labor. So we're having, we're going to go have the pizza today. And um, we're just prayers that everything goes safely with those guys. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think that's pretty much all I have. Just keeping Bessie and Miss Paisley in, in your prayers. And Lindsay's been sick. So if we can 
keep pride. Yeah, that's, I don't. My husband seems to think this sickness was was caused because she's kind of stressing out a little bit because it's getting close to Paisley to get here. But and, and we can physically manifest things like that to happen and not know we've done that. So I don't know if it is or if it isn't. But just prayers for Lizzie too that she adjusts as well when Paisley gets here. Yeah. She did good with Oakley, but Paisley's her sister. She'll be in her house. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's have prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you, God, for this day. Lord, for the word that you've given us. Lord, the encouragement that you've given us and the reminder that, God, no, no matter what anyone else thinks or says about us, our identity is stronger with you in our presence. God, we know that yeah. you have a plan and a purpose for our life, Lord, and that your word tells us that every hair on our head is numbered for. So, Lord, why should we be concerned, Lord? We know that if we have you in our lives, that all will be well with our soul, Lord God, as long as we listen and are content with what you have given us. God, we pray that as new life is about to be born into Beth's family, that you will just protect them, Lord. We pray that things will go smoothly. We pray that they will have a healthy labor and delivery, Lord God. We pray that both mama and baby will be healthy and strong. God, we're thankful for the blessings that you have given us, Lord, in our families, Lord. The, the trials and the strengths and the things that come out of our families are a blessing. Lord, we pray that you will just continue to watch over Lizzie as she continues to heal, Lord God. We rebuke her little body of this illness and this fever, Lord God, and let her feel healthy and well, Lord. God, we pray that you will just continue to be with Jackson and continue to touch and heal his little ankle, Lord. We pray that you will just be with Eli and continue to heal his body and strengthen him, Lord God. And for those that are battling with COVID right now, Lord, we know that it's rampant within our communities again. And Lord, we know that you're able to help intervene. God, we pray that you'll just bless those that are struggling. Just comfort them and lift them up, Lord God, and just give them the, the means that they need to get through. Lord God, we pray that you will just continue to help strengthen our bodies in Christ, Lord God, that we will just stay focused on you, Lord God. And Lord, we know that sometimes these day-to-day -day struggles are, are challenging and they add up, but Lord God, we know that our prayers are not insignificant. We know that every time we cry out, Lord Jesus, that you hear us. And we're thankful for that, Lord God. We're blessed people, Lord. We give you all the glory and all the honor and all the praise, Lord Jesus, for we know that you have paid a debt that we would be unable to pay in a lifetime. Lord God, we thank you. We praise you, Lord Jesus, and we ask all this in your son Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You know, I'm just going to share this one last little thing because as I was praying, it came back to my mind. There's a, um, a, a church that that does a worship service online and yesterday I was listening to music as I was canning peaches and it came across my Spotify and usually you don't get like sermon clips on Spotify right. so I got this little clip right and it was the title of it was Jesus loves Barabbas and I'm going to challenge y'all listening to go to YouTube and look up this video and I'm I'm gonna tell you the exact name of it just because hey, I, why don't you just post it on our Facebook page too? I I will. It's well, I'll send yeah. it to you for that. It's called Yeah, 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 yeah. Jesus is loving Barabbas is what it's called. Jesus is loving Barabbas. And it is um it's on YouTube, but it came across my 
my um, Spotify. And what it was talking about is that Brabus is who they wanted to let go. Um, Pontius Pilate, you know, brought Jesus and Barabbas out. They chose to release Barabbas instead of Jesus. And the message that is in this short video clip is powerful. It's powerful. So I'm going to challenge you to listen to that sometime. This I'm week. looking forward to listening to that. Yeah. yeah so send me the so, clip. Send me the link, and I will get that posted today. So friends, you have a blessed <clears throat> rest of your Sunday, and um, hopefully Sunday. we'll hear like a check-in midweek this week. Yeah, definitely. Bye, y'all. All right, y'all.